Today is the second Sunday of Easter. It's the final day of what they call the Easter octave, the eight days which we celebrate the resurrection and Easter. And John Paul II instituted today to be the Feast of Divine Mercy based upon the revelations of Saint Faustina. If you've never read Faustina's diary, it's worth a read, it is good. Today's gospel also has the verse which Trent used to defend the sacrament of confession when our Lord says to his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, reconciled the world to himself. And then here, we see our Lord pouring out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Our Lord gave to his disciples, and then to their descendants, the power to forgive sins. So then he sends them forth, as he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He sends them forth to the ends of the earth to preach the gospel, but also to forgive sins. He gives them this power so that they may act in his name. That's why you see in the Acts of the Apostles, the disciples going anywhere and everywhere where healing and curing and doing all of these things in the name of Jesus. They act in the name of Jesus, which had been given to them for authority. And so if the disciples were given this power to forgive sins, then in order for them to exercise this power, they of course have to be aware of sins. They have to know our sins so that they can forgive them or choose to retain them. That's why in the old Middle Ages, they used to say that whatever sin you do not submit to the power of forgiveness, you will have to bring before the Lord and his judgment seat. So the manner of acknowledging sins, of making known sins throughout all of sacred scripture, of course, is verbal. It is an acknowledgement, a confession of one's sins. And so we have the sacrament of confession. We acknowledge our sinfulness. We bring them forward before the priest, before the disciple and his descendants. And then they exercise this power. They forgive it in the name of Christ. And so we are bound then to bring forward all of those sins which separate us from God, commonly called mortal sins, those grave sins which separate us from God. We bring them to the sacrament of confession. We have to name them because we have to acknowledge them. And then we have to give some sort of number to it, at least a guess, so that all of the sins are included. And then the priests acts in the name of Christ and absolves them. What all of this gives us is what I like to call sacramental certainty. Christ could have forgiven sins in many and various ways, but he chose to do it through his disciples acting in his name and through a sacrament. And you see that throughout the New Testament. Christ establishes these sacraments. So, the reason you know that you are forgiven original sin is because of baptism. You know that Christ promised that those who are baptized will be made child, children of God and will have original sin walked, washed away. You can be certain of it because you're certain of the words of Christ. We know that Christ is present in the Eucharist because he said, this is my body. And so our faith, 
ultimately relies not upon ourselves, but upon Christ and his words. It is true, we have to do some things. The priest has to say the words correctly. The priest has to pour the water of baptism. But ultimately, the assurance is not upon ourselves. It never is. Our assurance is upon God and his words. And the same thing is true of confession. The assurance of the forgiveness of our sins is not some subjective feeling in our hearts. What it gives us certainty is the words of Christ. So we have our part to do. We have to acknowledge our sins. We have to confess them. But ultimately, the reason why we are certain that Christ forgives them is because of his words. Because he gave the disciples the power when he says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and Christ cannot lie. And so we know that if the disciples and their descendants say, I absolve you from your sins, you can be certain that your sins are forgiven because the words of Christ are certain. We always have that sacramental certainty.